final year I studied um, advanced higher um, RMPS which I actually crashed um, so I hadn't done um, higher or national five um, which I really enjoyed there's a lot of medical ethics and stuff like that there's a, there was a lot of reading and a lot of um, going through um, just like documents and stuff and trying to like weed out what we would need to um, like really focus on and stuff like that. But in the end, you know, it's like two essays uh, long that you have to do and source papers as well. And there's a, uh, obviously a dissertation as well. So quite a lot of um, English, if that makes sense in it. And I also did modern studies, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I actually really enjoyed doing my dissertation for modern studies because I was interested in what I did. It was about um, how the Netherlands might be turning into a narco state, which is um, where like drugs and stuff, their country relies on it, kind of that that in uh, that trade of drugs. And um, I got my dissertation score back, and that was ninety two percent. So I was extremely happy with that. So. You know, this year has been up and down and all over the place, but I have really uh, thrived as well, I feel. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that sounds quite a lot. Um, and what will you be doing next year when you left school? Um, when I've left school, I got a unconditional place to um, Lancaster University, uh, which... Um, is for law and criminology so that's what i'm going on to do and with the potential of hopefully becoming a di but i don't know if that's the route i'm possibly going to take but that's where i'm kind of seeing where it will go what is that sorry a di did you say uh yeah detective inspector um, yeah cool shall we go back in time yeah, sure. Yeah, so what was it like when you first uh, figured out that you were struggling with uh, reading or writing? Um, well, it was actually, it wasn't done very well, I don't think, because um, I was put in a room, they said, do this test. I wasn't told what it was for, what it was about or anything. It, and then I logged out of the test and I saw that it was a dyslexia test. and. I think there's a lot of stigma surrounding about dyslexia with the fact that well, if you've got it, you're dumb and you're know, kind of written off almost. And it's like, no, you're not at all. And my mum and dad were massively kind of annoyed at the fact that it was handled that way because then I had this like thing of, oh, well, if everybody... Um, I don't want help, I don't want help, I can do it on my own, I can struggle and all this kind of thing. And then 
I got to high school and thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be hard. And Kit started going to this tutor and that actually used to help him in primary school. And then I just kind of plucked up the courage and said, I want help because it's not going to make, it's going to make my life harder if I don't ask for help. I think that's the massive thing is your teachers are there to help you. Your teachers are there to support you and, you know, you shouldn't be doing this all alone. And there's a lot of people, like, I think, that don't necessarily, that take it all on themselves. And, and especially girls, I do think it's a massive thing for girls. It's like, oh, I don't want help and I can do it on my own. I can stand on my own two feet and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's not... It's not a weakness asking for help because it's actually you're stronger with what you do if you've got extra input because it's not just you that's inputted in a way. So I think it's, I don't think kids should be scared of asking for help because you're never going to realise or learn what's the right way to do it or what's the wrong way to do it if you don't ask for help. Totally. Also, you don't just have, you can ask for help more than once. I think we always think that. Well, I can only ask for help oh, with this know, thing yeah. once. If I don't get it the first time, then I can't do it again. Sometimes in maths, I had to yeah. ask for help with the same type of question like 900 times before I could actually get it right. And even then, like it's still difficult. So, you you know, depending on what you're doing, sometimes you have to ask for help a few times, but you're better to do it yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And come back and I definitely later. think with dyslexia as well, like, um, you know, I spell something right once and I've asked how to spell it and then I forget how to spell it the next time I go to write it. And you just, you get frustrated with yourself and then you think, well, you know, a lot of people forget other stuff that I remember. So why is it any different me forgetting how to spell one word? And I also think there's like really weird quirks with dyslexia because it's like because, you know, big elephants and kind of always understand small elephants that is so much more work to remember than actually how to spell it but it just works and that's you know I'm really good with like uh, lyrics and stuff in songs like I can listen to a song and kind of know what's going to happen what's going to come up music and that kind of thing and I think that's what you remember certain stuff that's not necessarily not necessarily important but you're just remembering different things and i suppose when exams end up being a lot of them end up being a memory game especially at things like national five mm. not so badly advanced higher but like a lot of it's a memory game you, how much can you remember yeah. and put onto the page that's difficult at least spelling isn't as much of a factor in some in some essays as well like it's a lot of leniency with that which i think people People, they make, well, in primary school, they make a big deal out of being able to spell and how it's like defines you and your yeah, working great English. True. But as Miss Mitchell would say, she's read half my essays for advanced higher, nothing's spelled right, and it's still, they can still do well, so it doesn't really matter as long yeah. as you know, yeah, exactly. you know what you want to say. Mm. I think that people sometimes forget that. Even the children that are like just plodding along with it. I think because if you're not got severe dyslexia, you're not like massively flagged up. It's like, oh, well, you're not a priority, but you can excel so much more if you're given help and support. Very true. 
I'm just gonna spark early. Oh no, it's fine, you can go ahead. Can we sort of sort of define what dyslexia actually is and what it can look like? Because I feel like even myself I don't have a really particularly good understanding of what it really is. Like I know what it is but not really and I feel like yeah. people get confused with it being just being mm-hmm. that you can't do things which well, is just the, not the case. The annoying thing with dyslexia is it's is very different for everybody. And like I say, it's, it's completely a spectrum in the respect of some people can literally have letters jumping around and you're not being able to make out what words are actually stuck. And filters and those kind of things are going to help with that. You know, I've never I've never read with the filters, never helped me in any way. The only thing that's remotely helped me is when you have it, is black and then white writing on top of it because I can just focus on the writing more than uh, like you would read a normal book, uh, uh, white paper and black on the, the, the text in black. So that's the only thing that's kind of sort of helped me. But, you know, I personally find it remembering and memory. That's, that's my whole thing with it is just thinking about things and being able to retain information I'm quite poor at and that's why the dissertation and the things I've done this year have given me a bit the ability to show my knowledge and show what I'm understanding but it's not giving me the worry of oh I need to remember all the course and I need to remember what to do and how to you know write an essay and how to answer a question in a certain way and stuff like that you know it's much more organic and natural the way that you take advanced hires I think personally I think that this year even though it's been absolutely chaotic I think it has given me the opportunity to see my potential and the only, the only point is I've compl- I kind of lost motivation when I got my um, unconditional because I just thought oh well you know I've got it now and I don't need to think about it but it's also given me that lift and that confidence boost of I've got an unconditional and I'm sitting with an A at higher English and I was actually debating taking advanced higher English what on earth you know do you know what I mean it's like it's bizarre that for me to think yeah. like that. I really enjoyed English last year. And I was really proud of, I was really upset when my folio wasn't gonna go off to the SQA because I was so proud of the like thing that I'd produced. And I think that that's the thing, you see dyslexia and you see walls up and you need to bring the walls down because you can excel amazingly with it it doesn't need to hold you back it can just push you forward and make you more resilient in the end in the end goal of everything really yes that's like you know having you know autism for example doesn't have to hold you back despite the fact that a lot of people might view it as that it's got such a range of different things and it can help you in some ways and hinder you in other ways but doesn't mean that you're unable to do what you want to do and I think the fact that you've got an unconditional at a university 
doing this is what is it you said it was the sen- seventh best university in the uk for for criminology so oh, you know, it's really prestigious i mean that's that's incredible scene so you'd be really uh-huh. really successful from that and it's for a subject like law where a lot of the work is literacy and english based and then using oration skills as well so it's like a whole combination of all the things that you might find difficult so that's just yeah really shows it completely goes against the grain of what you're expected of you yeah definitely and i just think especially i want to make sure that children know that it's not gonna you sh- you've thrown lots of things in life and if you can overcome it it just makes you such a, a better person in the whole grand scheme of things you just become you've overcome something so don't see it as a a negative see it as a positive use it to your advantage if you need help ask for help don't struggle that's what my kind of main thing is is don't struggle because i struggled for a long time and completely deny i completely deny the fact i wasn't even dyslexic and then i got help and i it all clicked into place and i you know i came out with an a you know, it's just, it's, it baffles me to think that I came out with an A, but then I think, no, it's because you worked, you worked hard, that's why. Yeah, so as you're saying, obviously it's something um, that you've overcome. At what point did you, like, realise or sort of reached out for help? Um, well... And personally, I think when we started doing like um, uh, national fives and stuff, but I kind of thought, well, English is one of the subjects you do really need in life. And it opens lots of doors to you if you've got a good grade in English, I think, as well. It also opens massive amounts of doors just being able to have a debate and have a conversation about certain things and it gives you those life skills in a way to be able to like compose an email nicely and you know things like that that people take for granted but you know English is the basis of everything really so I think really it was probably about S3 or S4 uh, doing national fives and I just thought if I don't get extra help, the thing is, I am I'm in a privilege to be able to pay and get a tutor as well. I know that that is a privilege for me, but taking and using that to an advantage, I was able to not struggle as much, in a, and just going over things and just being able to say to my tutor oh I need to do this and I need to go over this and can we you know I was reading for I, I, I Jekyll and Hyde in school also with my tutor so it's in my brain I knew it back to front inside you know it's just those little things that you just need to do and go that extra mile to get the good result but it is hard and it's not it's not going to be easy I'm not sitting here going oh it was an easy A at all I'm sitting here going, it was hard. I worked hard, but I deserved it like crazy in the end. So, yeah, I think it was probably about when 
we started doing nationals that I thought I need help or it's I'm just making my life even harder really so that's when the turning point happened <laughs> um, okay do you have any um, final questions that mindset and I also think a lot of people not use it as an excuse but kind of think they think they're not worthy of doing it that's yeah. the thing it's like well I've got this I've got this difficulty so I'm not going to try hard to overcome the difficulty because you need a lot of resilience and I've had a lot of resilience and, and you know even having support you have to have resilience and you know, it does mess with your confidence, like crazy, really badly. But it also ups your confidence because you think, "What I have done, I've done really well, and I've got uh, dyslexia as well." So I think it's at the end of it, it's such a sweet victory in a way because you're just like, "Yeah, I've done this and overcome this as well." Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use it as an excuse. Oh, well, it's because of dyslexia. You know, it's just—it's not feasible. You need to overcome these things and try and, you know, get your head down. Really, it's annoying to hear, but you do need to get. Totally, you can still do it. So you should at least try to, rather than just give up and accept something that's not as good overall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's, you you have to take risks in life. You know, I think even taking higher English, not a risk, but you know, it's not an easy, it's not an easy subject to do. But the the fact is, I came out of it and thought, I really enjoy English. Like, you know, I'm not I'm not saying not sitting here saying I'm a bookworm and love reading or anything, but I do. I'm, I like analysing stories and novels and, you know, really getting into the head of the writer and what he's thought and how the metaphors and the similes are creating the story. I, I really enjoyed that massively. And I think it's bizarre, I like, it's bizarre for me to sit here. You know, Kit, Kit's got dyslexia, my brother, and... He's sitting with an A as well. You know, it's, it's, you can do it. And I think that's the thing. You need people to tell you that, like, we've always had support from our parents and we've always really been bigged up by our parents. And that is a massive, a massive thing is if you lack confidence in yourself, then it will become very difficult. But you shouldn't lack confidence in yourself because it's not an adversity. It's actually, I would say, an advantage in a way because you can think of things differently to the other person. It's like I always love the fact that NASA um, in America, they actively recruit 50% of dyslexic students, uh, not students, employees. And that is just because they think of different ways to go about things. And it's not just the one track, the A, 
you know, A to B. It's A, B, C, D, and but you still get to the same result. But that could have been a better journey to take instead of one track. So I think I think it's massively about confidence. But you need to believe in yourself because it is possible. It, don't give up. I sound like a motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.